Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. This is a Thursday edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How you doing? I'm good. Excellent. We have a lot of stories today. Yeah. Um, where do you want to start? Uh, well, let's start with my favorite topic, Halloween. Okay, but what park? Uh, we'll start over in, uh, well, it's it's Disney World. It's the Magic Kingdom. All right, so we're going to run through Disney World first? We're going to go through Disney World. All right. And uh, inside Disney Parks, which is one of my favorite uh, aspects of the Disney company, uh, it's their video blogs or, or streaming events uh, group, uh, is broadcasting um, the uh, Not-So-Spooky-Spectacular Fireworks on Sunday, September 15th at 10.10 10 p.m., live from Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. That's fun. Yeah, it's always a always a fun time, and you know they they do a good job covering its multiple cameras. It's it's you know it's like you're watching a television production. So it's what it's on the Disney Channel. No, it's uh, streaming. So it's through your PC. Oh, okay. All right. And uh, for those of you who don't know, this is a new fireworks show presented by Jack Skellington. Uh, it's a not so scary story about how anything can happen on Halloween. And Jack's ghost dog, Zero, flies off carrying everyone along on a trick-or-treat adventure where Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy find themselves drawn into a mysterious haunted house. They encounter dancing skeletons, waltzing ghosts, and a whole series of troublemaking villains along the way. So we can pull that up on our TV, right? We can. Yeah, you'll have to do that for me. i like to see it. Sure. Cool. Um, also in Disney World, uh, over at Epcot... They're working on the Odyssey building. So they had previously painted it sort of a beige neutral color. And um, I was under the impression that that's what they were going with. But Boy, were we wrong. No, they're not. And it looks really nice what they're doing with it. Um, much bolder colors. Uh, they painted the walls around the lake area um, more of a bright white. And they've painted, they have some, uh, I saw a, a brilliant blue if I'm correct, there's some, some blue red, striping. Some... Right? Was there some red? Mm-hmm. So um, it's bright and it, it's colorful and it looks much nicer than beige. So they're doing a nice job with that. Um, let's see. What else have we got over there? Uh, well, if that's it for I think that's it for Disney World. Uh, sort of in Disney World, the graphics on the fuel rod station, charging stations that we had talked about yesterday, they're changing the graphics. So now they just say swappable where they used to say free unlimited swapping. Hmm. So I'm not sure. That's not a good sign. We were talking about um, that they seemed like maybe they were going to start charging for the swapping and the graphics are agreeing with that possibility. Didn't so, we just talk about that? Yeah, we did. Wow. So uh, what, the new restaurant? Yep. Go ahead. So over in the Grand Floridian... Uh, the new lounge is being built uh, based on the Beauty and the Beast uh, film. Uh, the new Enchanted Rose lounge is inspired by the movie. And uh, they have released the official name, which we just gave it to you, an Enchanted Rose. And they've announced a menu. Uh, so they've got a lot of lounge-type food. They've got some smoked short rib sliders. Oh, those look good. Uh, truffle fries, house-made flatbread pizza. Um, and then a beverage menu, a variety of beverages and cocktails, uh, with names that kind of fall in line with Beauty and the Beast. But the, uh, the graphics of the building, it looks like you're kind of in a library. Yeah, it's pretty. It doesn't look like, based on the, um, artwork, it doesn't look like there's a ton of seating. It's definitely, you know, like bar height seating, you know, it clearly is a lounge. 
But it looks like it'll be nice. Right, and it looks like a very stylized rose uh, chandelier. chandelier in the, yeah. in the ceiling. It's looks really very pretty. Nice. Very pretty. I would love to visit. Yeah, are, what do you think about them taking, you know, here, here once again, they're taking intellectual property and ramming it down our throat. I don't know. It's not like they have... It's just inspired by. I can handle inspired by because it's, it's an elegant, you know, library room. You know, they don't have pictures of Beauty and the Beast on the walls. It's nothing right. like that. And so I'm I'm good with that. That's exactly the kind of thing that I'd like them to do. So I don't feel like that's ramming it down your throat. Plus, this is one that's been around for a while. You know, Beauty and the Beast has sort of settled in as a, as a classic and, you know, everyone knows it. Mm-hmm. I have more of a problem with these intellectual properties that are newer that, you know, you don't really know where they're going to be as far as popularity in 10 years. Right. And, you know, they're theming things around them. So, but do you think that Beauty and the Beast, which is you know a French-inspired work, fits in a Floridian-style resort? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not that okay. invested and in, in know that much about it. I mean, I don't know what the Victorian. Are you all set there? Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> I don't know what the Victorian architecture, where that comes from. Whether there's you know. French influence or not. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Um, anything else at the hotels? Nothing at the resorts. But, you should have uh, numbered these again. Disney Springs? Yeah. with this, I think our stories are just all over the place today. We have a little bit from every park. Um, at Disney Springs, the Disney's Days of Christmas um, has... They're offering hand-painted customization on select Halloween merchandising. Uh, pricing for that starts at $3 per word or element. So they hand-paint these. You know, they've got, like, little bats that they draw on there um, and right. different little uh, Halloween graphics. And they're very well done, and they're done by hand. So $3 per element does not sound terrible. So All right. you can hop over there and get your Halloween merchandise. At Hollywood Studios, they added a, or they changed, I don't know, a ranking system to Smuggler's Run. You mm-hmm. must know more about this than I Yeah, do. they've just added some additional categories. And um, it, from what I'm hearing, it looks like around 13,000 is the top ranking you can get. Uh, well, credits you end up earning uh, because uh, whatever you get, you know, you, you get taken out for supplies and repairs and, and whatnot. So um, I, I still don't buy into this whole immersive thing where your credits are going to go with you and they're going to talk to you in the bar about how you performed and you know it's all linked in through your my disney experience and your magic band and they're supposed to comment on your flying when you go into the bar and you know all these interactions yeah it seems like the kind of thing that would be super cool if it worked and happened but i feel like the majority of the time it's not like if if you were going to be able to store these credits and, and i guess a lot of people with the light crowds have been going back in and in and in and in and riding it you know, over and over, and these credits get added to your Disney, my my Disney experience account. Yeah, but what does it do? Right. And that was kind of when Magic Band started, and you'd give it your name, you know, and it was like, oh, you know, when you get onto rides, like, it's going to greet you by name, and I didn't, I think the only place I've seen it is, like, at Small World, sometimes your name comes comes up up at the 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 exit. exit. That's the only time I've seen it anywhere. Right. You know, it's going to be interesting. Is this kind of like an updated version of Skee-Ball? You know, score 500 points, get 10 tickets. They're not going to give you You anything. Are you going to end up, oh, I have 130,000 points. Well, here's your eraser. Yeah, I don't think they're going to give you anything. It's just going to be bragging bragging rights. rights. Yeah. 
Jinx. <laughs> uh, we love to talk about the bus wraps. Oh. They well, have another one. Do. I do. Uh, they keep, like, they won't just, like, bring out the whole fleet at once. Mm-hmm. So Moana is the newest bus wrap. So it's been uh, a month or two since they came out with the Sensational Six bus wrap. So um, Minnie, Mickey, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, and Pluto. And then in the past few weeks, we've seen added the Lion King, Monsters Incorporated, Dumbo, and Guardians of the Galaxy. And now we have Moana. And there is talk that Frozen will be next. I can't imagine that Frozen wouldn't. I mean, why would you not put Frozen on a bus? Do you think the air conditioning on the Frozen bus is turned all the way up? I bet. I hope so. Yeah. Well, you hope so, unless it's the middle of the winter. You know what I like about the new buses? What? Is that they have uh, USB chargers under the seats. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's going to be fighting over them. Yeah, well, there's two per seat. There's one Is there? Everybody gets their own? Yeah, everybody gets their own. Okay. All right. Just don't try to use mine. Okay. I'll I kick you. All right. Um, Disney Skyliner. Yes. It is set to open on September 29th. Very exciting. We have not seen a whole lot of... We've seen them moving, but not with people in them. Sounds like they are finally uh, bringing some people on them in the form of uh, cast member previews. So it seems to be... um, Not tiered, but uh, distributed based on what park you work at. So Hollywood Studios, um, Epcot. I don't know magic kingdom whether they have their own time but it seems like they each have you know a couple of days and then they're actually going to open them up for other cast members who maybe don't work you know who maybe work in like one of the resorts or whatever um and it you know it'll be a, a registration type of thing you know first come first serve right whatever so we should start seeing i think they're only going to be doing it in the morning times but we should start seeing some people in those skyliners cool. as they go overhead yeah i'm really excited for when this opens. I want to go. So September 29th. Let's do it. All right. Let's go. All right. We can go down for ga- ga- Galaxy's Edge. No. I'm more interested. Yeah. I'm more interested in the Skyliner. Uh, let's see. Do we want to move all the way over to the other coast or do we want to move to Universal Studios? I would say let's go to the other coast. Okay. Not much over there, but it's exciting for them. Um the Pixar Pals parking structure, Pedestrian Bridge, is set to open September 13th. It was actually a really big deal, um, the opening of that parking structure over there, because parking has been such an issue. So um, I think it's just, I guess it makes it easier for people to get uh, to, to that side of it. Well, the, the other thing. option, uh, so this new, this new bridge um, connects the parking, both Mickey and Friends and the Pixar Pals parking lots parking garages, I'm sorry, to the downtown Disney area. Now you no longer have to wait for trams. Right. The Previously, the only way to get across Magic Way, which is like a six-lane road, right. was to wait for a tram. So now you have the option to walk, which is going to make, you know, uh, rush-type yeah. hours, you know, a, a little easier. Yeah. Because um, not everybody wants to sit on a tram as much fun as it is. No, and have to wait for one. I right. mean, who wants to have to wait for one? Uh, we didn't experience, when we went out to Disneyland, we did not experience the parking structures or um, just generally that side of Disneyland. Uh, the way it's laid out is Disneyland has its uh, hotels that it owns, the three, um, the Grand Californian uh, the Disneyland Hotel and Pacific Paradise Pier. Thank you, Paradise Pier. You're welcome. Um, are all over to I don't know the left. They're on the, the back. Well, let's say the backside of downtown Disney. Okay, 
And then all of the off-site hotels are all, you know, they're, they're surrounding it, but there's one entrance along on the other, the opposite side, and that's where everybody has to come in through. So uh, the parking and the getting there and the waiting through security in that section can take upwards of an hour. Uh, so I don't know if this will help. It'll, it'll help get people from the parking lot anyway. And back across the country over to um, Orlando at Universal Orlando, their Halloween Horror Nights has released a 2019 foodie guide. So we are not going to torture you with descriptions of every single thing, although they do not have nearly as many as Disney World. Uh, They only offer these during their Halloween Horror Nights. And a lot of them, especially the beverages, are served at carts that they pull out just for the occasion. Um, so starting with the drinks, they have some they have some nice ones. Some are frozen, some are not. Uh, the frozen one, they have one called Syrup and Waffles. Apparently it even has tiny waffles on top. And it's in honor of Eleven from Stranger Things. So well, I guess if you watch these shows, these food items make a lot more sense. A lot of them are themed around Stranger Things and... Ghostbusters, I believe, and then some other, there's a couple of other ones. And then there's a candy corn frozen drink. Uh, The bottom layer is toasted marshmallow. The middle is traditional candy corn flavor, and the top is whipped cream with sprinkles. It looks nice, but I'm sure it tastes gross. Yeah, they're not that expensive. I mean, these don't have alcohol in them, but these frozen beverages are $5. They're available at the Gramercy Popcorn Stand and Production Central Veranda. Um, So that's those. For alcoholic drinks... Um, let's see. They're, these are inspired by 80s beverages. Uh, the Saturn. It's, I don't know. It's a gin drink. Vampire's Curse is Captain Morgan Spiced Rum, Fruit Punch, Sour Mix. The Twilight Galaxy. Uh, that's a tequila drink. And Blood Pit, which Ooh. is uh, with vodka. These are thirteen ninety nine and includes a 20-ounce souvenir cup. Uh... For $10, you can refill those. So, yeah. Apparently, they don't seem to have a ton of alcohol in them, but that's fine, because that way you can drink two or three and, you know, not feel too bad. Uh, Also, they offer uh, draft beer and wine. And it just looks like standard draft beer and wine. Nothing fancy about it. No. Again, they offer the souvenir cup for $13.29, and you can get refills for um, $9.99. Awesome. Now we start to get into the food. And I, I think uh, my favorite is the Ghostbusters Ghost Trap Popcorn uh, box, which looks like a trap from Ghostbusters that they used to trap the ghosts. Yeah, those are pretty cute. Uh, you know what? What? I ain't afraid of no ghosts. You're not. Nope. Um, and then they have the rest of these, they have all these food offerings. A lot of these are located in um, existing food establishments. Mm-hmm. Restaurants. Um, all of the restaurants are open during Halloween Horror Nights, except for the one in uh, the Harry Potter area. Which okay. one is that? Do you know? I don't know, called? but I, I think it's funny that they have a series of tents that make up the Starcourt Mall food court, which the Starcourt Mall is where Stranger Things took place. So they've got this... right. The fake mall set up with all of these food stands. And what are they offering? Um, let's see. Uh, pizza fries, three meat hero, a bao bun, a bento box, chocolate dip bacon on a stick, 
Uh, the Ghostbusters trap popcorns available throughout the cor- uh, throughout the park. Grilled street corn. Merrill's mini pumpkin donuts, uh, inspired by Stranger Things 2. A variety of dipping sauces. Nacho queso fundido. Pizza fries. Uh, pizza sauce on the bottom, fries in the middle, and mozzarella, pepperoni, and sausage on the top. Uh, pot stickers, s'mores fries, triple decker extravaganza, twisted tater, and the veggie hero. Oh, the triple decker extravaganza deserves a little speaking about. All right. It's so, a stack of waffles, whipped cream, and candy, and it looks it looks pretty yummy. I haven't seen a picture of it. You haven't? I think that's it right there. Oh, okay. That looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, I like anything with waffles, so I'm all about that. And speaking of things with waffles, uh, at Voodoo Donuts, they have a, they have one with a waffle on it. Where is it? Oh, the Stranger Things Waffle Donut. Um, it's filled with maple Bavarian cream and topped with maple frosting and a waffle. I want that. All right. Uh, they have two other featured, uh, Voodoo Donuts. The Stranger Things Run Donut, it says run on top. Uh, it's also filled with maple Bavarian cream. Is that a thing in... Stranger Things, maple Bavarian cream. You know what? We have to ask our 13-year-old. I guess. Uh, And the vampire donut. That one's filled with Oreo Bavarian cream. And then um, Toothsome Chocolate Emporium and Savory Feast Kitchen is getting into the mix for the first time. They they have created a Jack-O-Lantern, and the spelling is J-A-C-Q-U-E, which is the French spelling, uh, which is a cinnamon pumpkin-flavored shake. And then uh, even Cabana Bay is getting into the mix with the Bayliner Diner. Um, well, actually, they're not getting into the mix. They're just going to stay open until 2 or 3 a.m. to service everyone coming from Halloween Horror Nights. Which is good. you got to eat. So they have a lot less food, and we've given a lot less detail than we have with our friends from Disney. Yeah, which is, which is fine. You know, it's a little overwhelming. Oh, uh, what I was trying to say was uh, the... Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Diagon Alley, the Leaky Cauldron, is the one thing that's closed during uh, Halloween Horror Nights. So don't plan on going there during that. Um, So that's uh, all the news that we have for today. We've been talking a little bit about what we're going to do as the news runs out each day. There's, you know, there's only so much that we can talk about. There's only so much food information we can give you. Yeah, that gets old. So we're going to start a series, a prepping for a trip series. Um, they'll obviously all be Disney related. Uh, we're going to cover Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland, and Disney World. But next, um, probably, uh, well, our next show that we have some time, we will start with uh, Disney Cruise. So we'll be talking about um, how to book, how soon you should book, um, how to choose a, a cabin. Right. Yes, how to choose an itinerary. So all of those kinds of things. Things that you want to know before you cruise. Um, so something to look forward to. And if you are interested in hearing all about that, you should join our Facebook group. We are the Disney Drive Time Podcast on Facebook. Excellent. So uh, until tomorrow, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.